0: Thank you for joining us. Are you ready to both hear and heal from heaven? This is the place for you. This is a place where we like church, but, we really love the truth. Stay tuned, be connected.
1: hello hello you are here with me again this is the no name series on today I'm excited to be able to join you today for another person in our series of no name okay so today we're going to uh, dive right into what the Lord has given me and there is a word from the Lord. So let's begin in prayer. Lord we just thank you and praise you for today we thank you for your word we thank you Lord Jesus and how uh, you continue to uh, give the word to your people thank you for feeding them God I pray that they will be able to receive it I pray father God that they will have their hearts open and their mind open to receive your word and that the word father God will be able to change them God the word will be able to uh, cause conviction God cause re- repentance, God, in the name of Jesus. So I thank you and I praise you for your word that you will bring on today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I get out the way so you can be there to be able to give to people what they need to hear for their soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I thank God for this moment and opportunity to again come to you in regards to the No Name series. And we're just going to go ahead and dive into the scripture, um, the scripture that we're going to go to on today, which I'm going to um, let you see here, as you see at the bottom It's gonna be in John chapter four, um, verses 46 through 52. And uh, if you stay with me, you will get some nuggets. And like I've always said in the past, you'll get some nuggets to be able to hold on to um, when we are done. So John four, um, chapter four, verse 46 through 52. And we're gonna talk about a nobleman. We're gonna talk about this man that we can learn some lessons from. He may not have a name, but he is significant and his role in the word of God will be able to showcase to you some things that you can take along with yourself. So let us just dive on in to it. So we're gonna go and start reading at verse 46. Uh, Where it says, so Jesus came again to Canaan of Galilee, where he had made the water to wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. So let me give you a little history um, in regards to Galilee. Galilee is considered uh, Jesus's hometown. And even in verse 44 in chapter four, uh, Jesus makes reference that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Um, Because as we know, what does that really mean? A lot of people will just see, well, basically they see Jesus or they seen Jesus as as, isn't that the carpenter's son? Oh yeah. That's Mary's child, you know. And not even uh, consider um the thing that God has done in him. So a lot of miracles, a lot of healings couldn't take place in this area because they got familiar with Jesus. They they knew a uh, too much sometimes, you know, with that. They they seen him grow up, they seen him as a child and as a teenager, and now as an adult, and they just couldn't receive from him. But I want to pause before I go on to verse 47 because um this just dropped in my spirit. There are are people out there that are hesitant to go back to where God is telling them to go. And if God is telling you to go back to the people that you may have left or that you got delivered from um, and because you feel as if they're not going to receive you. Let me tell you something. If God is sending you back to be able to do a work for him, do it. Be obedient to what God is saying because even if everybody is not going to receive what God has in store for them, there is that one. There is that one. Even though Jesus said this in verse 44 and chapter, in John chapter 4, he still went back. God still sent him back to do a work because there is someone that is willing to receive, but you have to be obedient. That is for someone. I don't want you to have in your mind, oh, they're not gonna believe me because I'm going back to my my hometown and they're only gonna see me as the plain person I used to be. They don't know that I've changed through the power of God and I have a word for them. Don't even go that far. Be obedient to God because there's a soul that needs to be saved. There's a soul that needs to be healed. There's a soul that needs to be delivered through the words that God wants to give to you, to them. In the name of Jesus, if you weren't ready, he wouldn't have told you to go back, but you are ready to declare and decree a thing to the people that you once was around and God delivered you from that. And now God cleaned you up to be able to go back, to be able to give a word, to be able to help somebody else. All right. So that was a commercial break. Let's go back into the scripture. So in verse 47, um, it says, When he heard that Jesus, this is the nobleman, uh, when he heard that Jesus had come down out of Judea and is to Galilee, he went to him and employed him to come down. And that word employed means beg someone earnestly or desperately to do something, okay? So he employed Jesus to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. And let me just say this: This was literal. He wanted Jesus to come down with him so that he can, uh, you know, see his son face to face to be able to get his son healed. Now, the distance that uh, uh, Capernaum and where Jesus was is like a day's and a half journey. Okay. And where it was, it was close to the sea of Galilee, like the water area. And they literally had to hike up. They had to hike up a day. Can you imagine, you know, uh, having to not only hike up, but that your journey was more than a day, you know? So this nobleman, you know, I actually like the fact that this nobleman didn't hire someone else uh, to be able to do this for him. In fact, there's different translations that talk about the title of the nobleman. They have said that he was a government official. They even said that he was a royal officer or official. And so he had people that um, he hired that was beneath him or lower than him that he could have easily had someone uh go to Jesus to ask this request. But this person, nah, nah, not this nobleman. This nobleman wanted to see for himself. He said, I'm going to pack a bag. I'm going to bring some people with me. I'm going to go where Jesus, I heard about Jesus. See, in chapter four in John, uh, he had to come this way because he met a woman at the well. And when when he met the woman at the well, what happened? She became an evangelist and began to spread the gospel to say, come see a man that told me everything about myself. So this nobleman already heard about Jesus, already heard about the water, turn it into wine, right? We already seen that that um, in this chapter, it had made reference to that. And so he wanted to see for himself. That's right. He didn't want to have to pay somebody to be able to see something like that. He wanted, no. No. He said, I'm going to make the journey more than a day's journey to come to meet Jesus so that I can walk with Jesus so that I can show him where my son lies. Okay. Because I want to see for myself. My, my, my. And so let me paint the picture at this time people were fascinated um, with the miracles that Jesus was doing. They was like, you you seen what he did? Oh my God. They were quick to be able to see, but I'm going to pause here because I hear in my spirit that there is something that people are um, maybe expecting Jesus to do in their life. And guess what? God may not be coming the same way that he has came to your life in the past. You may be expecting Jesus to come one way, but Jesus is going to come another. And he is going to require more from you than you had in the past. That is for somebody. I'm sensing that there's somebody who is expecting from God, but that their uh, uh, mindset is still settled on the past, still settled on how Jesus came to them before, but God is coming to you in a new way. Don't put God in a box. Don't put Jesus in a box in this season right now because he's requiring more and he's coming a different way. So let's now go to verse 48 and I want to pose a question to you. So we see how the nobleman, you know, hiked up literally going up to Jesus. We see how it took a day uh, to get to Jesus. And some people even have a problem by traveling an hour to uh, go to church or an hour to uh, get somewhere where God is leading them to. And I'm just hearing this in my spirit. Don't despise the distance. You know, don't complain about the distance when God has clearly showed you that you need to be here, but you're complaining about how long it's taking. You're going to miss your blessing. You're going to miss what God wants to give you because you are complaining. So the question I want to pose to you is what are you willing to do to connect with Jesus? What are you willing to do to connect with Jesus? Stop that complaining. But what are you willing to do to connect with Jesus? So let's go to verse 48. Um, then Jesus said to him, because he said in verse, so in verse 47, um, he employed Jesus and he said, come down with me, come down and heal my son Um Uh, for he was at the point of death. And verse 48 says, Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Look, (laughs) let me tell you something. Jesus said, you people, (laughs) my, 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 Jesus said, you people. Listen, he knew the people he was dealing with. He knew he was dealing with people that always like to see and then believe. Oh, my God. He was dealing with the people that that was all that they was used to. That's all they knew. Um, and the man, this noble man, he didn't get it. He didn't quite get it. When Jesus said this, Jesus actually was rebuking at this time, not only the nobleman, but Jesus already knew the territory or the region he was going into. All right. And so he already knew, you know, all listen, he said, you people, and you know how when somebody start that phrase of you people, (laughs) I just paused on that, started laughing because I said, oh yeah, Jesus, he already knew the people. He already knew their mindset. In regards to people see signs and wonders, you know, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe he already knew the type of people he was dealing with. But yet he was there. But yet he was there, regardless of what um, you believe that is going to take place in the region. Like I said earlier, you better go and be obedient just do it. So <laughs> so don't make no mistake. Jesus knew what he was doing and the nobleman just quite didn't understand what Jesus was doing. Why? Because um, in verse um, 49, he asked Jesus, come down uh, uh, before my child dies, so he didn't even have a clue um, what Jesus was talking about. But let me tell you something that is dropping in my spirit for someone that's listening to this message right now. It is not the pursuit. You know, the question I asked you earlier was, "What are you willing to do to connect with Jesus?" and and the Holy Spirit is saying it's not so much of how you connect, or it's not so much the pursuit and and you connecting with Jesus because let's be real, you know he had an issue. His son was on the point of death, and he wanted to do whatever he could to get connected to Jesus. And that's like some of us. Some of us, you know, when we're in a crisis situation, we're quick to go in our prayer closet. We're quick to lay aside whatever we need to lay aside so that Jesus can speak to us, so that we can be connected to Jesus. It is something, and it's amazing, and how we're quick to. Connect connect with Jesus when there's a crisis coming our way, when we already know that something is going on, when we need Jesus to fix it. But Jesus is saying to you, it's not necessarily uh, the pursuit um, of connecting with me is... But what it really is, is if you can believe what I am telling you when you forget to me. So it's it's not about the pursuit, because I think a lot of times people uh, uh, misinterpret the pursuit. You know, they'll turn their plate down, right? They'll turn their plate down. They'll go into their prayer closet. They'll begin to um, cast off everything so that they can hear from God, so they can get connected to God, right? But God is saying to you on today, it's about once you connect with me, um, do you believe what I say? When you connect with me, it's about believing what I say in, in that moment of time. So what is it? That's the problem. That's the issue. When we connect with Jesus, the problem with us is that we don't believe what he say to us. We don't believe what he say and that's the thing. We will believe everything else, but we don't believe what Jesus said. So you connected with God. You cried out to him. And then he spoke to you and he began to tell you about yourself. He begins to build you up or he begins to speak a word. But then guess what happens? You still don't believe. That's why a lot of times you're, let me just say something to you. Your miracle, your blessing, your prayer is being being delayed by your unbelief. Oh my God. I think I'm getting ahead of myself right now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God! Let's go to the verse because let me tell you something. The noble went, the noble man went high and low to find Jesus. He did that day's journey. He was he did that day's journey. He uh, whatever wherever he was going to that area was like a desert or it was hot or whatever. Whatever sacrifice he made, he made sure he got to Jesus. But when he got to Jesus, let's see what happens when he gets to Jesus, and Jesus says that. In verse 48, and he still didn't get it because he was one of those ones that wanted to see. And he wanted to see the miracle in front of his eyes. Um, and then verse 49 say, this is the nobleman saying, sir, come down before before my child dies. Listen, y'all, Jesus says this, and this is what happens when you connect with Jesus. You know, this is the thing. And verse 50 um the a clause says jesus said to him go your way your son lives go your way your son lives first of all jesus don't have to go nowhere he don't have to come down with you he don't have to he don't have to do what you're thinking that he will do okay he could just speak a word and when he speak a word he can release that blessing right to you. But what do we do? We analyze. We overthink. We don't believe. And then we wonder where it is. We delay our own blessing based upon our unbelief. Listen, if you haven't um, listened to the series that Apostle Jackson has been doing for the past two Sundays or three, you need to go back and listen because we are killing the, we're killing that unbelief spirit. All right. And this particular message about this no-name person, which is a nobleman, is be is going to be able to reveal to you what you got to do. We have to, we have to do what the noble man had done. The noble man, when he received what God has said, Jesus said, Go your way, your son lives. Can we truly believe that? Our child is on the point of death and we just got connected to Jesus. And all Jesus does is say, go your way. Your son lives. Can we actually receive the word that God literally gives to us? Or do we have to continue to pump and pump? God gives people a word to give to you. But yet when you receive the word that God is trying to give you, do you believe it? Do you believe, listen, the nobleman, what did the nobleman do? So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. He didn't ask the question, well, Lord, why I have to go? Why I have to go my way? He didn't, he, he believed that moment when Jesus gave him the instructions, when Jesus gave him the word, because Jesus don't have to be there to lay hands on the sick. Jesus can speak a word and it will be fulfilled. When the man believed, my God, Jesus said, go your way. Your son lives. God, listen, Jesus spoke this word, and if this man would have been complaining, murmuring, would have asked questions, would have not believed, what do you think would have taken place? All I'm saying is that we need to do what this noble man had done, and that is believe. He believed Jesus, and what did he do when he believed? He walked away. He he heard, he believed, and then he fulfilled the instructions that Jesus had said. And he went right back. And it, it took him a while to get to Jesus. It was like a day and a half journey. And all Jesus did was say what, how many words? One, two, three, four, five, like five words, and that was it. And Jesus said, now go your way. Go back where you were, okay? It took you a day and a half or so to get to me. Go back, go your way. And that's all I'm saying to you. This nugget or these nuggets that is coming forth from these verses for you is to let you know that when the Lord speaks, believe, believe believe in that moment. And go your way, because if not, you can delay your miracle, you can delay your blessing, you could delay what God has spoke to you based upon your attitude, based upon your disposition, based upon your obedience. What happened? you can read for yourself after you can read for yourself what took place. Verse fifty, go your way, your son lives. What did he do? So the man believed and he went his way. He was obedient. He believed and obeyed the instructions of the Lord. Verse 51 And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. So before he even got home, before the day and a half journey, before he got home, he was on his way home and his servants met him in the in the in the entrium of him going his way which his way was home verse 52 then he inquired of them the hour when he got better and they said to him yesterday He got got healed yesterday at the seventh hour, around 1 p.m. or whatever. Seventh hour, the fever left him verse 53, I know I said verse 52, but verse 53, so the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. Not only are you going to delay your healing and your deliverance and your blessing from yourself, but you're also is hindering others around you that needs to be healed, that needs to be saved, that needs to be be delivered, all because of your unbelief. We got to get ourselves checked up. We got to be able to get ourselves right because God is coming to us and letting us know that you are missing the mark. And like my husband said in the uh, message on Sunday, you you, listen, you can be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost um, and water baptized, but you still You still can miss the mark because of your unbelief. You still can miss the mark because your unbelief. Yes, you could be saved and still not believe. You could be saved and still not to believe. And what God is saying to us for us, And this season, we need to stop all this and believe, trust God, stand on his word and begin to believe what He says and go forth in the instructions that he has given you because you're going to be missing out on what he is going to be giving and you're going to be left behind and nobody wants to be left behind. Get your mind right. Repent if you have to, but get it right. Because God wants to to give you, he wants to fulfill what you've been praying for. He wants to fulfill what you've been praying for. But guess what is blocking that? Your belief. Your unbelief is blocking it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are listening to this message I pray, Father God, that they will be able to receive what you're saying to them in this series with this nobleman. I pray that they will act as this nobleman and believe. Believe your word, believe when you speak to them, God, in the name of Jesus. It's not always about the pursuit of connecting with you, God, but it's about what takes place when you speak to them, God. And I thank you and I praise you, God, that there will be hearers and listeners that will take this message and run with it, God. Let this message germinate in their spirit, God. Let them, Father God, be able to build their faith in the name of Jesus so that they can be able to soar to you, God in the name of Jesus. Help their unbelief, God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for this message, for all of us to be able to be grow from God. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, it's been a great time. It's been a great time. Join me again when I bring another person in this series um, where it says, no more, no, I should say no name series. Thank you so much. And I enjoyed um, bringing the word to you and stay tuned and stay connected for another uh, person in the series.
0: Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your savior? Jesus said in Revelation chapter three, verse 20, listen, I stand at the door and knock. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come into their house and eat with them, and they will eat with me.
2: You may ask, how do I accept this invitation to salvation? We are so glad that you've asked this life-changing question. The Bible gives us the ABCs of salvation. A. To all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. First, admit you are a sinner. Romans chapter 3 verse 10 and verse 23 says, There is no one righteous, not even one for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Next, ask God's forgiveness. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. B. Believe in Jesus put your trust in him as your only hope of salvation for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life john chapter 3 verse 16 see confess that jesus is your lord if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Pray this prayer with us today. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins and raised him from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for accepting me just as I am and accepting me right where I am. Thank you for your unfailing love and for the ultimate price your son Jesus paid through the giving of his life and the shedding of his blood. Today I accept your salvation and your redemption in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.
0: Did you pray the prayer of salvation with us today? If so, welcome to the family. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening to this word of encouragement and this word of empowerment. This word was brought to you by the City of Truth International. Stay tuned. Be connected. We love you to life and truth.